0: We have an emergency. What is your location? I guess we don't finish Rescue radio, because there's a war for your soul.
1: Yes, Father God, we thank you that the Victory is yours and that your kingdom come, that your will be done on earth in and through us, even as it's being done and declared in heaven. We thank you for this opportunity to live, to be here and to work with you in the harvest field, to declare your work, your glory, your goodness, your truth among, among men. Lord God, that the truth will set us free. We thank you, Jesus, for that promise that you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Thank you for that freedom. Thank you for the, the, the courage that you had the love you displayed when you went to the cross when you died in our place you took the death sentence for us lord god and i thank you now that you give us uh, grace to appreciate that and to understand the power of salvation the power of your word the power of freedom that you paid the debt in full and we do not owe the devil anything anymore and so father let us walk in that freedom let's walk in that cleansing that sanctification that holiness You said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. You shall tread on serpents and scorpions. And so, Father God, we thank you for also the promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, no deed done, no action taken will be able to be used by the enemy to bring forth shame, trouble, or reproach. Father, let our enemies be brought uh, to to naught as a non-existent thing, and let us walk in the fullness of your grace and favor in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, well, good morning.
0: Well, yeah, good morning, or whatever time it is. Yeah, that that's you're right. It's not this. morning everywhere, is yeah. it? <laughs> no, it's not morning everywhere. But somewhere, morning somewhere, somewhere,
1: uh, So, what are we talking about today?
0: <laughs> well, we're talking about discerning the activities of demons, and a lot of people don't like to talk about demons. There's a lot of misunderstanding about demons, and sometimes we think, you know, just bad attitude the makes sense. it's a demon. Yeah, there's something mm-hmm. about your you know, temperament or, you well, know, it's just my demons. Or it's, I'm you know, having the a The things day, that yeah. haunt me, things that bug are bugging me, we refer to those as our, our demons. And um, we'll want we'll, to we'll explore some of that here today. Yeah. And...
1: Um, I hear you have some questions for I me. I have some yes, questions. Yes, I'm excited.
0: I have some questions for you. I love you. questions. <laughs> so you're, you're the expert, right? Right, so, I'm the expert, right? So we're, right? we're yeah. asking the uh, an expert, well, someone... In...
1: We, in- in process, an, God an is expert, teaching me. An
0: expert in training. Yeah, there you go. Okay, good idea. <laughs> so we're going to read from the book of Galatians, chapter five. Mm-hmm. And are you setting me up here? I'm setting you up, All dear. Right. Okay. Galatians chapter Thanks five, verse nineteen. Uh, now the works of the flesh are evident. Now uh, the activities of the flesh and i want you to define the flesh after a bit okay. what what is it people say well it's just my flesh that's given me all this trouble but here's the description of what the activities of the flesh are adultery fornication that's sexual sin all sexual sin uncleanness licentiousness just basically loose living mm-hmm. idolatry sorcery hatred contentions jealousies outbursts of wrath selfish mm-hmm. ambitions dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand and just as I also told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now that's a laundry list of basically what's going on all through the world today. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So question I have everywhere. for you, mm-hmm. now the yes. question is are the works of the flesh that we've described here, the same as the activities of demons?
1: Ooh, I like it. Nice question. Well, first of all, as we identify, and the Bible identifies these various activities, behaviors, and he says that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. These are behaviors. These are things we're doing, uh, giving Habitual, permission.
0: Yeah. Habitual behaviors
1: Permi- Permitting um, to happen in our lives. And so they're manifestations of what? We have to ask ourselves: are they manifestations of heaven? Are they of the Holy Spirit? You know, if you look above that, just before verse 19, it says, um, uh, I say then walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the another so that we do not do the things we, we wish or we do the things we don't want to do, as Paul says in Romans 7. <clears throat> but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So he's identifying two, two kingdoms, the spirit, the spirit of God and the, the, the spirit of the flesh or the world. Um, So there are only, you know, things can be sorted, must be sorted out into one of those two kingdoms. Many times we have a third kingdom in operation, which allows us to do nothing but enter into confusion because we don't know if it's from heaven or hell. So if you're looking at, like, for example, sorcery or hatred, uh, bursts outbursts of wrath, where's that from? Where's the source of those things? Where's this point of origin? obviously it's not from heaven it is not from the spirit it is from the flesh he says well what is the flesh i know the flesh has been overdefined redefined underdefined mystified whatever all, all through the centuries but actually if you think about understanding what the flesh is and how it is contrary to the spirit you have to understand that this the flesh is operating in a soulish realm the body is and the soul together, combined, connected, equal the flesh. And the body is weak and vulnerable and, and very, um, yeah, vulnerable to things that it needs and is easily pressured, easily uh, intimidated. And the soul has been programmed by the experiences of the pit, the lies that we have picked up to believe to be the truth. And so when you put those two together, the flesh is weak and the soul is uh filled with lies and error so when you're using that soul software mind will and emotions to figure out what to do the the enemy abides there he works there he is called the tempter he comes into our soul our mind and our heart to tempt us to practice witchcraft to uh commit adultery to uh uh practice idolatry so he is he is intimidating he's enticing our soul which is our flesh the, the, the body and the soul together, the flesh, to believe a lie and to go after, practice something, take a solution to something, fix something through the devil's uh, uh solution, rather than walk in the spirit and find out what God is saying, what God wants us to know, what God wants us to believe.
0: So the flesh, if you talk about the soul, which is the mind, will, and emotions, right. and the physical body, those are the... Grounds where Satan tempts us.
1: Right. That's the, that is the battleground. And, That's
0: the battleground.
1: Right. And so there's a division. Satan always comes to divide and conquer. So he has to set up a division. You can't have a war without two sides. So he sets us up in opposition to ourselves, as the old King James tells us, to create a division again, where we're actually at war with ourselves. We're in a, in a battle, stuck in confusion, don't know what to do or, or how to manage or get out of a situation or a trap. And so, but the thing is, but the problem is the, the, the church that operates in the world that has been kind of birthed through the, and and indoctrinated by and uh, diluted by the, the, the world philosophies, religions, all of these things does not understand the, the two battle point of the war. And so they often sometimes say, well, is it, it's just my flesh. You know, they want to attribute my flesh to the reason and source of the bad behavior, the sorcery, the, the adultery, my flesh. They, so they say my flesh is the source of this bad behavior, but they don't go one step further and say, well, wait a minute. Uh, the Bible says my flesh is fearfully and wonderfully made, but also Paul says in my flesh dwells no good thing. So they don't want to go to that next step and say, you know what, there's something intimidating, manipulating, um, my flesh, it's, it's influencing my flesh. It's tempting me to be afraid. And so, um uh, my flesh is easily tempted, easily intimidated, overwhelmed, threatened, pressured to give way to fear. And fear then is that believing that lie that this, this affair will help me. This sorcery will give me power and knowledge. This, um, ambition will help me, uh, take a, Take advantage of my opportunities, whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, let's look at this now too. In Jeremiah 17, verse 9, he says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Another translation of that means incurably sick. Mm-hmm. Who can know it? So our heart, that inner part of our being, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And then Jesus said in Matthew 15, uh, Eighteen, he says. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, oh, and mm. they defile a the man. In other words, the words that we speak. So he says, for out of the heart, mm-hmm. this deceitful, wicked heart of, of of human beings, proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. So he's saying there's something there's something mm-hmm. wrong, desperate within. The, heart. the deepest part, the heart of man. Mm-hmm. Now,
1: what is he saying?
0: Yeah. So we've got we've got so wicked hearts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then how does that play into how how does that all play into the uh, temptations and mm-hmm. the acts of the enemy? Is is it just that you know it's just us, our old is described by many mm-hmm. old sinful nature playing out, or is well, it? How does the enemy work with that that heart that's that's really off base?
1: Well, let's look first at how God works with it. God said it's it's desperately wicked who can know it. And so he has you know, given us those who come to the Lord Jesus Christ, born again, uh, a new set of software called the spirit. He says, Paul says, walk in the spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So the lusts of the flesh, is a spirit of appetite. It's a spirit of wanting, desiring, craving, uh, influencing, tempting, that operates in my flesh, that in my weak flesh, in my needy flesh, I mean, I need things, and so I'm easily tempted. If I'm starving, I'm going to be tempted to take a loaf of bread, steal it from somewhere, whatever. So the thing is, the the enemy works through the weaknesses and vulnerabilities of our soul and our body to persuade us so that's why Jesus says, um, what does he say? The, 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 the uh, appetites of the flesh, there's no good thing. In, in my flesh dwells no good thing. There is an operating force, entity, whatever you want to call it, that is manipulating our flesh to get us to sin against God. Paul says, don't go there. Don't look to that set of software. Don't, to, take, don't take the advice of fear to walk out your life. Go, go to the Spirit, go to the Word of God, see what God says, and be there, stand there, abide there. But because we are not trained clearly in our doctrine, in the church, for example, most of the church, that we, we don't, we think, it, it, the point is, Satan wants to use it as my flesh to use that as his point of accusation, to say, oh, it's just your flesh you need to crucify. You need to be better. You need to fast. You need to do this, that, and everything uh, to kill the, the 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 flesh. But that's you know we have already been crucified with Christ. We are already dead. So that process of killing myself it's pretty hard to kill yourself uh, when you're already dead, and you don't need to kill yourself when you've already died to all that stuff. So the thing is, again, going back to my flesh, we are taught in most of our theologies to believe somehow it is my fault. It is my responsibility. I need to do something. I need to fix that. I need to change my behavior. I need to make better choices. I need to take responsibility. I need to, uh, of course, God says, when you get tricked, when you believe a lie, when you sin, confess that sin, which means I'm confessing I was wrong and I'm coming out of agreement with that lie or that liar and I'm repenting and saying, I don't want to do that anymore. So God just simply says, confess and repent, repent and confess. That's your responsibility. But the enemy says all kinds of other things. You've sinned, you're guilty, you're feeling bad. Uh, now here's a whole list of things you've got to do to get better. And you do that list of religious activities and rituals and whatever it is, and it doesn't help. It, it, you still don't feel good, and you're never done. You've got to do it again, and you sinned again, and i got to go through the list again. It's just a revolving, endless treadmill of me trying to perfect myself and perfect that which concerns me, which isn't even possible.
0: So the enemy wants take away attention from himself to
1: to us putting in the blame on us yeah. right
0: yeah that's the whole deal and and so
1: here's the problem though if you don't understand this distinction between the game satan is playing in our minds to confuse us to get us to take all the blame now taking the blame i say okay i'm bad i'm guilty it's my fault i did something wrong you're actually making uh a, a subconscious agreement, um, uh implied giving complied giving implied consent to the enemy who says okay you did something wrong you're bad it was your flesh and now you deserve to be punished you deserve no good things and you deserve and you are bad because you did bad things so he's trying to get us to agree with a, a sinful human nature to keep reinforcing that concept of sinful human nature based on my behavior but God says your, your identity is not based on your behavior. It's, a, it's based on him and where we come from. Now, if we continue to practice these things, lawlessness and rebellion and refuse to be reconciled, refuse to repent, then that God has no choice except to allow us to give us what we have lived for, demanded, and, and practiced. But for the most part, sinners are people you know, who don't want to sin. I mean, Paul says, I'm doing what I don't want to do. Uh, it is the sin that dwells within me. Oh, wretched man that I am. You know, he's not, he's not saying it's me. He's saying there's something in me that's causing me to do what I don't want to do. He doesn't say, he doesn't say it's my flesh. He says there's something in me that I don't want to do. That's causing me to do what I don't want to do. And if I am doing what I do not want to do, that's Romans 7:20. Then he says, it's not me doing it. So again, the devil wants to take the focus off of him and what he's doing in us to get us to us to take the blame. So we try to fix ourselves.
0: Yeah. The cure for an old heart is a new heart. Many of us, you know, we know people that have had heart transplants. (laughs) Their heart, their old heart was damaged beyond repair. Mm -hmm. And so they got a new heart in it. In Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19, it says, then I will give them one heart Mm -hmm. and I will put a new spirit within them and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. So this is what God is doing to right. as far as the heart problem. He were trans transformed. Um, he did it, though. He, he is
1: the one who he took away. This. He's yeah. the one who took away that stony heart and gave. He gave them a a spirit. He says a new spirit. He put my spirit in your spirit. So it's like God do, has done this, and there's like. There's no third option, no third kingdom. It's just me and I'm bad and i got to self-improve and and, and self-help myself to be better. That is the world's version. That's Satan's version of the gospel. Get rid of your sin. And God's version of the gospel is, what did you do with my son? God has done all this. Now it's a matter of us abiding in it, believing in it, walking in it, and being okay so we can walk in his truth and do what he called us to do, which is basically preach the good news. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons.
0: So he changes us into a new creation. We we become a new creation. The way to get rid of the old creation is just put in a new creation. So when (laughs) when you're born again by the Spirit of God, you enter into a whole new life, a whole new realm, a whole new set of desires. Just
1: one more thing on that, though, before you go to my next question. Um, The heart, the mouth, what the heart is full of the mouth speaks. So when you see yourself, hear yourself, saying things, wicked things, cursing, vile things, accusing, uh, belligerent, uh, you know, or see yourself behaving according to the, the list here in, G- in Galatians five, then you must know that your heart is telling you that's not the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's not operating out of the true heart of God. That is operating out of a stony heart, an unrepentant heart, uh, unconverted heart. And so again, your, your mouth, if you're courageous enough to listen to it and watch your behaviors, you will see those things that are coming out of the heart are, be the, are the manifestations of demonic activities, really. The manifestation of vile uh, quarreling, strife, bitterness, hatred, uh, accusation. These are the works of spirits, but you don't see it inside, but you you hear it and observe it when you see what happens comes out of you.
0: So that comes to this next question here. How do we discern? the presence and activities of demons so we can cast them out. And oh, we, we, I
1: think I just already answered that question. Right, we observe
0: <laughs> the behavior. We, we hear know, the words, yeah. Yeah, but if we see some a person that's behaving in a certain way, um, there might be an activity of a whole bunch of demons right. there. And uh, But being able to nail it, to be able to know, there's a gift called discerning of spirits. Right. So mm-hmm. we discern that by the holy spirit so mm-hmm. um so yeah go ahead. i think
1: i've already answered the question in a way if we're courageous enough and 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 you know honest enough to want the truth enough to say you know what i see first of all let's deal with our own our own self first let's not just cast demons out everybody else when we still are full of them things like that ourselves we have to understand the tempter comes to tempt us in our mind in our hearts with fear he he plays on our emotions, he plays on our needs, makes us feel bad, separated, shamed, uh, rejected, uh, disgruntled, unloved, you know, whatever. So we're pushed to the place of becoming angry or offended or whatever it might be. And a lot of times people are lashing out, uh, blasting someone else because they feel like They have been defrauded. Actually, the law of love has been broken in their life, and now they're going to try to get even, excuse me, or make it your fault, or blame you, or whatever they're going to do, so that we are, and it's kind of a, a vicious circle, we never get out of it. We never break free. We never get free. We never walk in a place of freedom or loving ourselves enough to love our neighbor. We're always busy trying to fix something. But again, if you, your heart, you can use the same principle for someone else. If you hear, see, you know, say you're in a confrontation with them, you're in a, you know, there there are things we can disagree with each other on and be kind about it. Um, there are things we can use to prove our points and, and debate with others without becoming, vicious or vindictive, um, or full of rancor or bitter, uh, uh, hard, hardness of heart. So, but, but when we see this operating in ourselves or in other people, the first thing, if it's me, I have the great privilege of, of repenting, confessing my sin, asking for forgiveness, asking God to forgive me for listening to the lies of the devil. And then dealing, that's how you deal with that bitterness in your heart, that mean, cursing. And when people refuse to deal with their own sin and they cover it up or they blame someone else or they leave, leave the room in a huff or whatever they do, they have not done themselves any service at all. They've not gotten free. And blaming someone else has only put another rope around your foot because you're now uh, judging them as well as being uh, offended by them. So uh, really, and then when you see this happening in other people, and I think that's another part of the whole thing, we we see misbe we see bad things happening in people. We see even things that don't look like sin. We, we see people very passive, very le- lethargic, very depressed. That doesn't look like a sin. you know, anxiety doesn't look like a sin. Panic attacks don't look like sin, but they are truly uh, rooted in fear. And so when people are displaying these things that don't fit the category of Galatians 5.19, maybe they're just feeling uh, uh, very condemned and very, uh, you know, poor me, that's a sin. But we don't see them in this list here. But what, what the thing is, when you see these things manifesting in, in another person, we say, oh, well, you know, it's just their flesh or it's just my flesh. You're not going to address the real root source which is demonic activity, because people don't want to put demons in the equation, but Jesus did. I mean, we don't have a lot of speaking about demons in the Old Testament, but when Jesus came here, that was one of the main things he did. I mean, about every third thing he did in terms of activity, besides walking in the road and preaching, was casting out demons. And so, and they were having conversations with him uh you know and he tell them to be quiet don't tell everybody see the demons knew who he was he says don't say anything don't you know we know you're the son of god he says be quiet shut up don't say anything and then um they said have you come to torment us before the time well this this will tell me that there's been a history here <clears throat> of Jesus and the, and the, the, the demons they've been around for a while they knew about each other and now he's coming to displace them and they're freaking out basically
0: yeah and the demons didn't disappear after the first century you know they're they're still here they're they're more than ever among us we have as a society as a world we've opened ourselves more to uh, the activities demons you know in in recent times it's we've just well why is that we've we've thrown the gates open and said come on in and take over us what can i
1: ask you a question why did we why is that
0: well we've been deceived We've given place to 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 the the devil. devil.
1: The Bible says, give no place to the devil. Submit to God. Resist the devil. What we have done is thrown open the doors, like you said, and invited them in to bring in their murderous solutions, their vile hatred, their jealousy, their lies, their deceptions. And because we have made those many, many, many unknown, passive, uh, subconscious agreements with the enemy, that's why we have what we have in this world right now. Because we have agreed with murder and abortion and violence and death and destruction. And 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 God has permitted it. And the reason he is permitting it is because we have a free will. We were deceived by the devil. We opened the doors. We have invited those spirits to come in to bring us their solutions. Power, control, manipulation, you know, whatever. But we're actually doing the devil's work for him. But he can't do it for himself. He has to get us to agree with him first so that he has permission to do it. But because we have a, uh, God gave us a free will, we have the right to make decisions and choices. And, and that's what we've done to open the door. So many, many people have, or maybe not many people, maybe a few people have opened the door to the devil and the devil has given them his power that they gave him to now destroy the, the, the creation of God. So God is, a, is not stepping back. He's just simply permitting his permissive will says, okay, for now, you want that, that's what you get. And he wasn't taking from the devil what the devil had unlawfully tricked us into giving him. So that's where we're at right now.
0: Yeah, but another question here is, are Satan and or demons at the root of all sicknesses and diseases?
1: Um, Well, again, if you go back to the two kingdom model, heaven and hell, are sicknesses from heaven or hell? Where are they from? Well,
0: they wouldn't be from hell because From
1: heaven, you mean?
0: They well they I'm sorry. <laughs> Although no, they wouldn't be from, from heaven for certainly because I mean it's the right, creates no misery. Sickness, yeah. Misery, death. Well, okay, so then people who are, are sick and, and
1: have infirmities and we know that Jesus many examples where people were suffering many, many years even with issues of blood and, and bowed down backs and at the pool of Bethesda, many, many, many years they were with these wicked things that were tormenting and stealing their life, their mobility, their hope, their dreams, their life basically. And 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 Jesus came by and he cast out a demon, a spirit of infirmity or a a, a spirit of uncleanness or whatever it was, deaf and dumb in the boy. So we see that he that there are demons that are operating at the root of many of these things. And now you say, well. Okay, so you're saying if I have cancer, I have a demon. Uh, Well, it's not quite that easy to um, explain. You are being afflicted by a spirit of cancer. There is something Satan is using in your life against you as he presents his his demonic judgments against you to the court of heaven. He's saying, I have a right to put this, let's just use the word cancer, on so-and-so, even though you may be a, a strong believer in Jesus, I have a right to do this because. And then he gives his justifications for what, you know, what would give, what he presents, he presents his case before God. This is how I have a right to put this cancer on them. Uh, and most of the time it boils down to that person or the persons around them believing lies, their generations believing lies. This has been a pattern of destruction that is just like an avalanche in their life. Many people already have died from cancer in my family. So we just get that kind of a momentum going that, oh no, you know, and we don't realize that cancer is not from God because a lot of theologies say, well, it's my cross to bear. God's teaching you a lesson. God is not the one giving you cancer any more than you would be the one putting cancer on your child to teach them a lesson.
0: And yeah, another thing too, now, there's, maybe there's, is there a difference here now between someone say, have they abused their body? They've, they've smoked three or four packs of cigarettes right. a day for the last 20 years and they get cancer. I mean.
1: Okay, so is that a judgment of God or is that a is that a demonic is judgment? Is that a
0: reaping? Is that a, a reaping? Well, 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 you sow, you reap. I okay. mean, if you sow destructive, toxic things mm-hmm. into your life. There's going to be consequences of that, unless oh, right. the mercy and then, of God intercepts that.
1: And then we all say, "Well, we 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 use one side of that coin to bring judgment and condemnation. Well, it's your fault. You did all that smoking. It's a consequence of your sin. But the thing is, that isn't going to help you get well. That isn't going to get the demon out of you. That's only going to pound you deeper into the ground and make you feel more worthy of being of dying." of lung cancer, for example. And the love of God is what heals us, and we have to realize Mm -hmm. God forgives us. God knew from the foundation of the world that Satan was going to hit you in that particular area on your journey back to heaven. He was going to tempt you with smoking cigarettes or whatever it is. And because you are addicted, that means the demon wants it and you can't stop it, that you keep doing, doing, doing. And it's really the enemy's trying to kill you by putting those little nails in your coffin so that he can can take you out but the thing is we need to you want to get rid of that spirit of of, um death destruction addiction addiction what you want to do is repent and say god forgive me for giving place to this smoking that i thought was going to give me confident confidence and comfort and, and decrease my anxiety and whatnot Um, you ask God to forgive you for believing the lie and then you start to resist the devil. And this is what people don't understand. It is your temple. You have the authority in that temple and the Holy Spirit's in there too. You and him have the power and authority to to kick that spirit out. Whether you want to call it a habit or a behavior or a a, a demon, it's got to go. And it's all basically the same thing because it's their set, for one purpose and that is to destroy you so until you know and so we we don't want to go along with the agreement well i deserve now i deserve this this lung cancer i had it coming because you got tricked and that's what eve said the serpent deceived me and god didn't say to her god never this is not in anybody's bible god did not say to eve well i told you not to eat of that fruit he didn't say you know what this is your problem now uh, you made your bed, you line it, uh, you figure it out. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so disappointed with you. I can't believe you did that. He didn't say any of that. He didn't say anything to her. Actually, he turned to the serpent and he cursed him. And he began to deal with the, the root cause of the problem. And I think that's why we don't get solutions. We don't go to the root.
0: And the root cause of all this is a lie, lies. Mm-hmm. All kinds of lies, yeah. We, we believe lies and really, you know, you you make a, a sweeping statement, and te- teaching that behind every every sin, every, there's a lie.
1: Behind every sickness, there's a lie too. There's
0: there there are lies behind all this, and a lot of times we have to look deeper. We believe, you know, like you mentioned about just a illustration about you know cigarettes that's going to comfort me and give me, you know, help me feel relaxed, uh, take away anxiety, whatever but there's a that's is that true it might seem oh yeah it does really help me but the, th- cost. the the reason the the lie there is to is brought to destroy us yeah that's right so so the lie behind the lie is the liar we, Is the liar <laughs> so so we don't want to be subject and it's the truth that sets us free but and right. you figure everything that you believe that's a lie Mm -hmm. is going to put you into some kind of bondage, some kind of trouble. And it does, because Jesus said the truth will set you free. Yeah, so then lies put you into bondage, bondage, Mm -hmm. and truth sets you free. And a lot of people don't want the truth. Yeah. You know, I mean, we just simply say... Well,
1: wait a minute, whoa, 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 can I stop you... People don't want the truth. I, d- I believe that could be a lie because I I believe we're built by God to love the truth, to know the truth, to want to and r- recognize the truth. But many of us have not really seen the truth. We don't even know what it looks like yet. Don't know like what yet. it is, yeah. And, and we do want the truth, but we've been told that we don't want the truth. We've been told that we're bad. We've been told that we have a sinful human nature. They never tell you about your first original divine nature made by God and in God's image. People are not taught to believe or know the truth about who they are, so then they they're pulled into all of this horrible behavior, and then they're be, being redefined by their behaviors because the God of this world says, "We're not talking about your being; we're talking about your behavior." Everything in His world is redefining you by your behavior.
0: And right now, in in our world, there's a great backlash against the truth. Yeah, when for someone sure. brings out the truth, yeah, we see uh, that they're going to get it. Well, that's they're, what
1: Jesus said. They're going. That's good. It's not good, but it is the fact.
0: Someone said the uh, truth will set you free, but at first it will make you miserable.
1: Well, the truth, it's miserable because you're having to it's give up your, comf- your false comforts. Right. So do you have any more questions?
0: Well, uh, we're or, just getting about to the end of our time here today. We've, I've got another one, but it's loaded. Maybe I can answer it quickly. Well, is the activity of demons transferred from person to person? And generation to generation. Well,
1: bad examples make things transferable. You see other people doing it, your parents, whatever. It becomes part of your environment, part of your accepted way to do things. So it is, in a way, transferred by example. Satan spirits can be transferred by touch. They can be transferred by soul ties. They can come down the bloodline, but they can't do anything to you through the bloodline uh, unless you come into an agreement with something Mm -hmm. that will allow them to open the door to come onto you because otherwise they can't, they can't just, just bring all this stuff on you. They can't, Satan cannot do anything to us unless he gets us to believe a lie.
0: So from generation to generation, there, there is a propensity, a vulnerability well, to agree with those things because right. if they were in your generation. Right. You're, you're more likely to come into. Well, that's because, because of the parents,
1: because every generation has been set up with certain patterns. They're like, tracks or ruts and the enemy has already figured out in that generation that's what he does that's what he gets by with that's worked before he doesn't color outside the lines he's just going to do it again and again and again but now we're at the bottom of an avalanche and you know the avalanche may start out slowly but by the time it gets to the bottom of the hill it's with crashing speed and it's pretty hard to outrun an avalanche so what we have to understand is that but this is where god we're at the last we're you know we're at the bottom of the mountain God wants us to now stand up and do business on behalf of our bloodlines to break the curses of the generations, to uh, recognize the bloodline curses and deal with them. And so um, there's a lot more to talk about. I hope you have some more questions for next time. I like questions. And then let's, but let's pray right now because we've turned up, opened up maybe a whole can of worms for a lot of people who knows. And I would really like to pray right now for the people who have been stuck in the lies, especially the lies that are making you sick, that are holding you to the generational spirits of infirmity or cancer or sickness or or lung disease or even accidents, you know, uh, that put, you know, crippling things upon us, break our bones, break our backs, kill our parents, whatever. Father God, Thank you for the truth. Thank you, Jesus. You are the truth. Thank you that you set us free. If you don't set us free when you said you did, then you're a liar. So we believe that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And I just release people right now who are listening to us who have just received the revelation that this is not me. This is not you. This is not your plan for their life. You are not the God who's trying to teach them a lesson. You are the God of love. And so now, Father, we take, I agree with them that we submit to you. We present these crimes committed against this person to the high court of heaven and ask for the testimony of Jesus Christ. We forgive ourselves, releasing ourselves from our judgment, letting you be the judge because you know our heart, and that you will bring people to the place of release and freedom through the love of God. That the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the powerful love of Jesus, which is the most powerful thing in the universe more powerful than fear, will set them free from the cancer, especially I think uh, someone who's listening has some issues in lungs, their lung, can- lung cancer, a liver and lung. Father, in Jesus' name, we repent we, 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 of, leave, of believing those lies that I'm bad, I deserve this, it's my fault, and we say, Lord God, thy will be done, which is health, healing, restoration, and life. You are in favor of life. And so I agree with you that these spirits that have bound them, messed with their liver, messed with their lungs, messed with whatever, that these spirits are now driven out. I agree with you, young man. I agree with you, woman of God, that you drive this thing to the exit door of your life and kick it out. This is how we cast out demons. And then you give God the job of keeping you in faith, abiding in him in Jesus name. Be healed in Jesus name.
0: Yes, and there's someone that's listening right now that there's a, it's like a twitch in your neck on the right side of your neck in the muscle and the nerves or something. It's just like a pull and a tension that's pulling your head kind of toward the right. And I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I come against that spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. binding. And I just loose the healing power of Jesus into, that place. into the muscles, Amen. into the nerves, into the tendons, Amen. into the tissues. Thank you, Jesus. And and take away the fear and the annoyance that they've experienced. Amen. Because and of we this, rebuke
1: Lord. that spirit of binding and twitching and and, and tension mm-hmm. uh, and constricting. We bind and forbid you. We command you in the name of Jesus Christ to be exposed by the light of God's truth, that, that, that this person will see it. And that the sword of your word, Lord God, which is able to separate even to the dividing of bone and marrow, thought and intention, soul and spirit will separate this infirmity, this affliction from this person and cast it out and replace it with peace, joy, uh, and uh, the revelation of your love and safety. Amen. Amen. By the way, check us out at liferecovery.com. Uh, we've got a lot of things out there. A Case for Healing, great book to check out. uh, um, uh taking oh, the devil to court yeah
0: yeah yeah what about the bible study
1: oh i was going to get to that you can just tell oh, them about the it okay
0: study. well every thursday evening we do a skype bible study we're going through the book of romans live. thursdays live at from 6:30 to 7:30 so check it out
1: but it's also recorded if you can't be with us at 6:30 right. so you can go to um, liferecovery.com and find the link to connect to the skype you don't even have to have the app on your on your uh, phone or your computer and check it out. We're in the book of Romans. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. I have an
0: emergency. What is your location?